Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Zach. Happy birthday to you. Yay. Yay. <laughs> Where, Where the, the fuck, fuck are we going? going? Really don't want to know. I was a little goth kid. I had long hair. You're a piece of shit and I hate you. Sensitive nipples. Just like Andrew Como. Flip of the coin. Ching Chong, your facts are wrong. The king of the patch, the eater of the snatch. But his father was a gynecologist. Where the fuck are we going? Where the fuck are we going? He's here. All right. Welcome back, everybody, to Where the Fuck Are We Going? I am Kyle. This is Dan. This is Zach. And welcome back to the podcast that has no sense of direction. Okay. So, to start off, I did tell Dan that we had a little bit of an announcement. So, I asked him if uh, they were getting engaged or going to elope. Necessarily say we're going to elope, but we definitely got fucked. Did you tell him? I haven't told him yet. Okay, so yet. we were hit by the FCC. Uh, yeah, four days after the podcast aired, um, due to copyright infringement. So as of right now, um, <laughs> Axel Rose is uh, suing us for. <laughs> Copyright yeah. infringement on Sweet that Child was of Mine. my exact reaction, too. It was like, uh, we're, uh, <laughs> uh shit. So, so the payment that is needed is $1,200 to settle a fine. I'm sorry, what? Yeah. Correct. So that's uh, $400 a pop, by my math. When is this needed? Because I... I haven't gotten that information yet. I don't have any... All right. So that's why I was testing out a new intro, which is why I sent you that. Yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> it's shitty. One, uh, one little 30-second snippet. Right. So, so uh, the deal was you could use up to 15 seconds of a song in one episode. We have an intro and episode one, which amounts to 30 seconds is why we got popped. Normally, you know, you would think it's not that big of a deal, but I mean, it's, you know, the world revolves around money or, you know, money makes the world go around. So it's, uh, I think Axl Rose just a piece of shit. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, fuck. We're going to get popped for that one too. That's all right. So give us your take on it, man. You're, uh, you're kind of stoic in the corner. Yeah, I am. Yeah. Um, well, come along to talk, and, you know, that's that's it. I came along. I can't keep doing yeah, this. He's in too either. much pain. No, no, this <laughs> Dan, we don't owe any yeah, money. We, we did get no. popped by the FCC, but yeah. we were just forced to take it down. No, we were, we're just fucking with you, man. We don't, we don't owe any money. We, uh, is, uh, but, I, I take full responsibility for the mood you're in right now, because I was like, you know what we should do? We're, we're our, our topic of the day would be perfect, 
because tell me right now that this isn't embarrassing to be like, fuck, I'm in such a, I'm in a hole right now. And now it's like, all oh, these guys were just fucking with me. Yeah, it is it's definitely <laughs> embarrassing. But nah. I can also say, you know, all of us, you know, yourselves included, people listening to this, we're all, you know, pretty much living in a current state right now where a small little thing like four hundred dollars is like um, is crippling. Yeah, right. it's two right. weeks of your life but, gone. But the point is. A small amount is $400 can completely disrupt your life. Right. Yeah, it'll make or break your For own most entire people. Month. And but, that is deplorable. But the real thing is we did get hit by the FCC. That's not a lie. Yeah, we did no, get tagged. I, we get slapped on the hand. It was, uh, hey, oh. you know, we get that you use this, but you have a, I guess you could call it like a teaser trailer. Mm-hmm. And then we actually used it, and it's it's one of those knock it off kind of things. So thankfully, that's all we got hit with. We didn't actually get hit with a fine because if we did, then you know we wouldn't have just messed with you and been like, oh yeah, you know, hey, now that we're here for the podcast, guess what, Dan? It would have been a uh, yo, we 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 need to talk because this right. is this is serious right, right here. You know what I mean? Um. I mean, for a moment there, I don't know if you ever watch those like movies or cartoons where uh, the person looks over at someone and all of a sudden they turn into like some sort of cartoon animated thing, like, you know, the giant donkey head or something like that. Yeah. I did see like, um, you know, wearing those headsets in front of those mics, two giant dicks. Yeah. Just sitting there. <laughs> Listen, man, I, I, I use the excuse of it's my birthday, so I needed a cheap pop. It's all good, man. So. It's all good. I thought it was. I thought it was just funny. Um, well, you know, my heart's could, moving now. So I was gonna say go. the the thing is, every time I laughed, it was because I looked at you and all I could just see your soul draining from the top of your head out of your toes. I was watching him boots. become crippled in the corner Absolutely. as we were talking about this. And I could that, see it started bothering me. I'm like I can't well, do this. Right. The thing is, I'm a pacifist, is, yeah. and so I have like these. Uh, chamber that I basically all uh, anger, frustration, and rage gets kind of like filtered through. Um, unfortunately, I think fills yeah. rather fucking quickly. So I was trying to. Uh, you could thank the prison for that one. Vent some of that out. <laughs> but Let's like keep the I prison said, out of this today. <laughs> Try like as I hard said, as possible. I just I looked at you and I could just continuously see the happy just drain drain. Mm-hmm. I was, I'm just laughing. I'm like, and I kept looking over at Kyle. I'm like, how do I, how do I initiate the, we should probably stop without saying we should probably stop. But yeah. So, you know, what an interesting way to open the episode, right? Yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. Aside from uh, you, jackass is singing happy birthday. <laughs> happy birthday. Knock it off. So, um, before we get started on our topics today, I wanted to jump into uh, what happened to you this weekend. Yeah, um, so for those of you that don't know, I am currently training at a professional wrestling school uh, called Upstate Wrestling Entertainment, and the show that we had attended, we were given a spot on the card, if you will, um, 
for a, a match, a tag team match, a student showcase uh, between myself uh, and Brother Jonas against the Stomper Brothers, Scott and Frankie. And as soon as we got out there, we hopped up on the apron, we got in the ring, um, ready to have a match. All of a sudden, music hit, and to me, it seemed like maybe there was just an audio issue. You know, maybe whoever was in charge of the music or the lights, the sound, whatever, uh, they decided to, uh, well, not maybe decided, maybe somebody bumped something, started playing music. Um, Brother Jones and I were looking at each other. We're like, this, this isn't part of the deal. Um, <clears throat> sorry, it's uh, it, it's it's really hard to look back on because it's uh, also very fitting for the episode today. It's very embarrassing. Um, look up towards the entryway, and uh, we got a big guy from the back standing in the entryway. Came through the curtain, and uh, I'm kind of like, "What's going on here?" And then, sure enough, he's flanked by two more people. And all of a sudden, it hits me. I don't think we're going to have our match. And then two more come out. So now there's a total of five. Was that to intimidate you guys? or uh, it, was, uh, it was something. Because they didn't just stay on the entryway. They came to the ring. And they surrounded the ring. Meanwhile, myself and my fellow students are what's going on. I'm looking to the referee. I'm looking around. I'm trying to get some indication of, hey, this isn't our match. What's going on? Right. This wasn't planned at all. You know, the the plan was we were going to have a tag team match. Mm-hmm. That's what was announced. That was the card. And uh, they got in the ring, and a uh, big man who came through the curtain, he let the hounds loose, and all of a sudden, I'm seeing elbows flying at my face. I'm getting punched in the face. I'm getting kicked in the stomach, I'm just, I'm, I don't know what's happening to my guys, all I know is I'm getting thrown into the corner, and I'm getting absolutely obliterated, Mm -hmm. right, here I am, a student finally getting my first match on a big show, you know, Immortal 30 is kind of like uh, the WrestleMania for Immortal Championship Wrestling, it's kind of like the Super Bowl, this is, this is a big show, this is a big deal, so for me to be like, yeah, I'm going to be on this card, and then all of a sudden it's like, there goes my match. Right. You know what I mean? It's, uh, it is embarrassing. Um, it's frustrating. It's irritating to have five vets from the locker room, you know, people that I should be going to for advice um, to be introduced to and to look up to. Right. Uh, to come out to the ring and pretty much go, you have a match, we don't, so you're not going to have a match. Instead, we're going to stomp the ever-living fuck out of you, and you're just going to take it. Um, you know, my boys and I are getting mugged, pretty much, in front of a crowd of 400 people. Right, you guys were jumped. Absolutely. And uh, it's, it, it, it's embarrassing right. to be prepared to put on a show for these people who paid good money for it to uh, try and show what my school is about, Mm -hmm. to have myself thrown into the center of the ring, take a knee right to the stomach, get lifted up, and absolutely just 
wasted in the center of the ring. Right. We had a big, practically seven foot, three hundred pound monster jump at all four of us on the outside of the ring like he was trying to crowd surf. Just absolutely embarrassing, you know. And it's, I'm not gonna lie, it's uh, it's intimidating. And I've had so many people come up to me, be like, "Hey, man." You know, I heard what happened. Just, just stick with it. But like, I got to tell you guys. You know, I I appreciate everybody being like, "Oh, get at him, get at him, get at him." But it's kind of, it's intimidating when it's your first time showing face, and then your face gets put in the dirt. That wasn't that wasn't a uh, an example of hazing. That was physical assault. It was physical assault. It was, you don't deserve this. This should have been us. So we're going to show you why it should have been us. And if they had no part of it, why were they there? I, I'm going to be completely honest with you, man. I don't know. I, I don't know. I, uh, it's, it's really all a haze. I mean, my back is still, still jacked up. Mm-hmm. From well, you could also uh, look at it and, and for yourself, take it as, you know, the beginning of, you know, the hero's tale, because that's, how a lot of stories, you know, are, are put out there. And I'm not trying to diminish what happened. Right. But you can take that and then step above it right. and move past it. It's just or you yeah. can accept it as this isn't where I want to be. Right. No, it's it's definitely a lot to unpack. I mean... I mean, take take my tag partner for example, brother Jonas. He's he's a good dude. He's happy go lucky. He's uh, for all intents and purposes, this man is a stoner. He is he's just here for a good time. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And uh, these thugs, I guess you could call them, they took the rope from his gear and they choked him out in front of his mom in a wheelchair, who was sitting in the first row. Jesus Christ. So if you want to well, say so deplorable, that's these guys right here. Well, that's criminal assault. Yeah. And it was file charges. <laughs> not not, you know it's yeah. I mean you do. That's yeah. It was uh it was it was tough, but it's I just yeah, that was uh it was embarrassing. I had my moment, I had my time in the light and they have that grabbed from me and now it's you know, it's it's keep uh, keep your head on a swivel. Now, after that happened, were you did you still have a match? No, we no. were. Uh, we, I don't think any of us were in any condition to. So really you guys were robbed anything. of your only opportunity. We were we were robbed point. of our moment. Yeah, um, that sucks. I'm sorry. Yeah, dude. and it's it's. I I know we. Uh, it it can be equated to I guess. A very severe case of uh. You know, freshman hazing. Um, myself and Frankie were on our way out the door, and uh, <sighs> we were we were walking to the car, and sure enough, here come the two big dudes again, right there in the parking lot, and we're like, "Uh, come on, guys! Right? Like, we get it. Whatever, fine. We'll duck our heads, and we got jumped again. You know, like I." I hear Frankie getting the absolute crap stomped out of him behind me. I'm getting smashed off the hood of a car, thrown into the side of a building. Like, 
So you call the cops. At that. No, no, you <laughs> was, call the cops at that point. This is, it's not hazing. It's it's assault. It's It, it definitely was assault, but it's, it's uh, we, we leave that to the promoter, our coach, and uh, commission. It, we leave that to them. It That's, also it also is hard to make a judgment call like that as well, not knowing what sorts of retaliation there would be. Exactly, because if we if all we had was a match, you know what I mean, and this happened, God forbid one of us decides to go, hey, you know, this 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 happened. You gotta remember these are vets, these are guys that have been in this business forever and it's it's not a it's it's not a game on a trampoline. This is right. this is the biz, mm-hmm. but it's not acceptable. And it's uh, it's not acceptable. It's it's a rough life. I will uh, I will say that. So well, it's uh, we're glad you're here. We're glad you're okay. I appreciate um, it. Um, other than you know being a little bruised up and in pain, um, man, uh, that's that is rough and. I would have been embarrassed as well, especially, you know, having friends and family watching this and, you know, them potentially thinking, oh, this is just part of the show, not knowing you guys are actually being hurt. Yeah. And was, uh, that's, uh, I feel for you. Yeah. Um, and I just, I want to give a shout out to my boys at UWE, um, you know, Stomper Brothers, Brother Jonas. I hope you guys are resting up great. Um, definitely take time to really just heal up because we got we got molly whopped to say the least. Um, to the owner of the business, Craig Palmer, uh, I would like to say I apologize that we uh, if we let you down in any sort of way, um, and that uh, you know I'm sorry if we being involved in this have embarrassed. The UWE name um, wasn't our intentions, and we uh, we're gonna try to move forward from this. But for right now, we're just—I uh, think myself and the boys at UWE are gonna just kind of keep our noses to the ground right now, right? For the most part. So, uh, yeah. yeah. But uh, I guess moving on with the podcast, because you know, I'm not trying to make anybody feel bad for uh, Sally sobs a lot over here on his <laughs> birthday, so. Let's, uh, no let's continue onward, you know what I mean? Well, the show mean must the go dick on. with the uh, headphones on? Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> the show must go on, you know? Right. Um, I mean, since we're on the topic of embarrassing, I guess we can move forward with some embarrassing moments we've had ourselves. Um, I don't know if anyone has anything in mind. If you don't, I will share something from my childhood. personally feel like it wasn't childhood, but I think I already kind of set the standard. Okay. So <laughs> I think... <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. You it's, know what I mean? Like, I guess if you really want to start from childhood, I mean, here's the childhood dream. Right. You know, playing with a tiny little plastic title, you know, being right. like, I'm going to do this one day, and here I am doing it, and then, no, you're not. Right. You know what I mean? That's that's embarrassing. Um, yeah. Yeah. I know of one occurrence I had. And it was embarrassing as hell. So when I was in elementary school, of course, you know, you have you have PE, you have uh, art, you have music. Um, and in our music class, we were doing um, our ancestry pretty much. So to see, like, 
okay, we're going to share where our families come from. And why are we clapping? Oh, I was just doing that. Hey, uh, I, did, uh, hey, uh, I didn't yeah. want to do it. I didn't want to do it. <laughs> so um, we had to, you know, write down where, you know, our dad's family comes from, our mom's family comes from, and um, ultimately put where, you know, what, uh, where music would be coming from through our families. And, um, I came up with, um, a thing for my grandparents and I wrote it down and what I wrote was absolutely embarrassing. I wrote, I'm Italian. My grandparents came over here from Italy and that's what makes me Irish. You want to run that by me one more time? My grandparents came over from Italy. All right. And that's what makes me Irish. I think your math's off. Right. So So you were a smart kid. Um, I liked say the, that. Liked the paste. Like the you know, the paste and the paint chips. So of course my parents would, you know, proofread everything that I wrote before I went to school. Tell me they didn't miss it. Oh, no. No, they, if if my parents were still alive, they would s- never let me live this down. So I hand it to them. I had no idea. You know, I'm only eight, nine years old. This, I might have been 10. Um, but I hand it to them. I said, hey, I just want to make sure this is good before I bring it to school tomorrow. And all of a sudden, my stepdad just lets out a belly full of laughter. And I'm like, what, what is going on right now? And then I hear my mom bust out laughing. And I'm just, I'm 10 years old. I'm like, why are they laughing at what I wrote? And my stepdad reads it back to me, said, well, my grandparents came over from Italy, and that's what makes me Irish. And I'm still not putting two and two together and then it hit me i'm like i'm an idiot italy italian ireland irish i start crying i'm so embarrassed i don't know you know i don't know how to fix this i'm my parents think i'm an idiot right now well, and, you're just a fucking kid right but still i'm just like i i miswrote my words mm-hmm. and ultimately ended up being laughed at by the people who were supposed to be helping me. And that hurts. Uh, it hurts. It was embarrassing. And it was, uh, it was, it was a learning moment. It, it taught me, uh, read, read, read. He, you know, double check it more than twice. Reread your stuff. Make sure you have it right before, you know, you show it to anybody. And yeah, it was, it was very embarrassing. Um, yeah, it was it, it looking back on it now, hell yeah, it's funny. It that's hilarious. But then it was I was I was just a little kid and I was sad. Oh, I get it. I mean, little kids do stupid things all the time. I mean, hell, uh 
liked smelling erasers in elementary school and some kid had a grape one and he was super cool and broke off a piece and I liked to smell it in class for I don't know whatever fucking reason I was like in first grade or something and I smelt the little you know purple eraser that smelt like grape and it went straight up my nose and got stuck (laughs) nurse couldn't get it out so we had to go to like you know the ears nose and throat specialists and they're like with this big long fucking tweezer going up in there trying to give me you know, get the eraser out without giving me a lobotomy, but um, jury's out if he was successful. Um, but he did get the eraser. Um, I mean, kids do stupid shit. I've never really stuck anything up my nose as a kid. Um, I did, at like, I remember being, like, four or five years old, and I, like, used to grab coins and put them in my mouth, mm-hmm. which, you know... Not sanitary at all, um, but I remember at one point, like, I was in a chair watching TV with coins in my mouth, and I leaned back too far, and I ended up swallowing, like, I don't know, like, two quarters and a couple pennies. Jesus Christ. And, I mean... So, you got to wait for them to pass. Right. Um, I, I never told anybody I was too afraid. Did you collect your money? No. Oh. Uh, you I, can wash that I shit. Probably, for, I, at the time, I more than likely <laughs> forgot about it. Um, but yeah, you could wash it and, you know, spend it. It's just, it's just like, uh, just like corn. It, it'll last forever. Well, see, the thing with corn is you can, mush, you know, mash it up, but somehow it like reconstitutes itself. Right. Back right. So, you know, you eat shit, rinse, repeat. It's, it's, it's like the zombie thing. It's, it's, it's weird. Yeah. Your mom when the rents do. Where the fuck are you going? Oh, uh, uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Oh, uh, where did that come from? Sorry, I, I was just biding my time. Oh um, my god! <laughs> um, said just like your mom when the rents, dude. Oh, I don't know. When I was older, I guess you could say they're not necessarily. I don't. I don't really find it embarrassing, but it definitely embarrassed the hell out of and uh, bothered. I don't know. There's the right word. Uh, actually, I guess it didn't. Might have made her excited. I don't know. Um, but it's back in like 1995. The Beaumont music scene, uh, like the local music scene, was really, um, it was just really cool. Zach wasn't um, even a speckle. In his I know, speckle. I know. Um, but there was this band called Cinema. That, that is true. That was there. and I, What was the, the band nom- called? The band was called Cinema. Cinema. It was a it's a prog rock band. Um, they were technically on par with you know like a lot of other prog rock bands. They were uh, really really talented. The only thing that really hold them back, um, I mean, the lyrics were great. Um, was the different singers they went through never actually meshed with uh, their music. But there was another band called Adam Strange. Bunch of kids. They all hung out. Uh, they were all in like music program. Uh, where instead of being in high school, they went to college instead. And they were playing in these bands, and uh, they had a song called Spin the Bottle, and uh, the lead singer, Holly, would throw this bottle out into uh, basically the pit, and there's bottles spinning around, and people played Spin the Bottle. That bottle just, bonk! So <laughs> the girl I was dating at the time, and she's a fantastic, fa- she was a fantastic lady, and, um, and we were kids, but she spun it around, and it landed on the lead singer of one of the other bands. Oh, no. And so she, you know, this guy, um, 
I mean, he, he would put off, like, vibes of, like, a mix of, like, Jim Morrison and, like, Iggy Pop. Like, some weird, you know, montage of that. So she mugged down with him. And I'm like, you know, jaw, you know, jaw slack, don't know exactly what to say. He spins the bottle and it lands on me. So it's at that point that I made her jealous. <laughs> I mean, at least How I tried to. Um, but, hey, I was a theater kid, uh, Beaumont Community Players. Um, we were all, like, overly uh, theatrical. But Brittany Brown had this uh, cover they did of uh, the Beatles' Do It in the Road. And he would just belt it out and go all over the stage. It was actually... A uh, really awesome music scene. They used to play at the art studio in Beaumont, which is still doing music and art shows um, and promoting arts and music in uh, Southeast Texas. But there's also um, the uh, play, place called Maribos, which was like a bar in Lamar University. Okay. And there was a young lady who, uh, you know, worked at that place. And... Uh, her name was Lisa Sadie, and she was a phenomenal young lady. She had long, dark hair to her waist. Uh, she left to go to, um, like, MGM Studios. Uh, she was going to college out there, and some guy, I guess hard on his luck, early one morning, tried to rob the place and get you know, to the safe behind or the money behind the register. She didn't move fast enough, so I guess he hit her over the head with a ketchup bottle and stabbed her. Jesus. Um, I got a phone call when I was living in um, San Antonio, actually. Um, I was actually rooming with uh, one the bass player of cinema, Glenn. Okay. Dude, this guy is freaking phenomenal. Um, and I had long hair, you know, almost to my waist at, at the time. And I got that message because I'm, I'm that dick who puts like the weird, um, when we had uh, answering machines, I would put like weird songs on and stuff. So I had like um, this one Beatles song that was on there and it was like, Misery is such a lovely game to play. Now she's gone, gone away or something. And, and then I come in all chipper like, hey, I'm not here. You know, leave a message. <laughs> so a uh, friend of mine named Ross. Because I don't want to talk to any of you starts, if you get into my mouth. He starts bawling and leaves a message on our answering machine oh, about no. her passing away. And I hear this message and I just go off to the bathroom. And the next thing I come out, my head is shaved off. And I just sit down on the couch in between everybody and I light a cigarette. And I think a couple people were about to say something because we had a bunch of friends over all the time. And Glenn's just like, Nah, don't, don't. Mm -mm. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I have a question. Where the fuck are we going? I don't know. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Did you? So you got this phone call, and then you pulled a Britney Spears in the bathroom. Oh, dude, I did this before Britney Spears, man. Come on. But but like it, that kind of mentality for anybody listening is well, that's that's what happens. Have you ever seen Empire Records? I have seen Empire Records, and yeah. they're like Schneider Rebellion, you know. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. It's a common thing. Um, a lot of people will do that, and I find that I do it. Um, you'll see, like, a you can't change your life. Not immediately. Not like snap your fingers, okay, things are better. Now I've got more money. I've got a better job. Um, maybe people listen to me more, or maybe, you know, I'm happy. Mm -hmm. Or maybe I'm not. 
but you can alter your your hair, your appearance. Some people will get nicer clothes. They'll put on like you know, like they look nice. They do whatever. My go-to is with the hair. People right. color it. People shave it. People do whatever. So yeah, I went Sinead Rebellion, shaved off my hair. And speaking with Sinead O'Connor, the reason she cut her hair, she went out with her sister and her mom, and when she would introduce them, you know, this is my daughter. You know, this is the pretty one, and she would point at Sinead. And she did not want to be known as that. Um, And she'd also been sexually assaulted and stuff. So she shaved her head. I shaved my head. (laughs) I shaved my head for the first time when I was like 17. I was living in North Carolina. I just wanted to change. Um, I recently did it again a couple months ago. I hadn't noticed. Yeah, I always wear a hat. That's why. Um but for all of my teenage years, I would color my hair. And then, I don't know, when I was like 22, I went back to, you know, cutting and coloring my hair almost on a weekly basis. Um, at one point, I had blue hair. Six days later, bleached it again. Kept it bleached for a few days. Dyed it bright red. Um, Dude, my go-to for years was just blue-black. I I had like a, I had black pa- number one type thank you type of negative. I had one side black, one side pink at one point, and I did Liberty Spikes for a couple days. Nice. Um, the whole punk rock in the 2010s era for kids. Instead of the emo phase, it was punk rock for me. No punk rock um, was big. It's not a phase. I'm still living it. I mean, I, I I'm my emo phase started before the punk rock era, and then I went back into the emo and I don't think it's ever changed. Cause that's, I wouldn't call it a phase. I mean, we've been, we've been in this it, mindset it's longer a, than grunge music it, was allowed. So <laughs> it's not a phase. We've been in this mindset since we were born. Um, came out with the, uh, the black eyeliner and just, you know, the, the black lipstick and the hair. I just, just got over s- one eye. I just got sent a picture of me being like 13 years old, wearing all black, having eyeliner on. And I was so embarrassed to see that picture. That that is embarrassing. Hold on, I, I'll, I'll I'll bring it up for you guys because <laughs> I was like, yeah. oh my god, definitely bring that up. I'm like, what? Definitely. What was I thinking for uh, one? Where were you going for I, another? I don't know where the fuck I was going. Wrong. So wrong. This is probably a, like two years later. Oh, brother, out of my emo phase. Oh my lord, braces. Who is that guy? Right, uh, right. Oh, jeez. And then this, I'm so embarrassed by this photo. You got to do it. Oh, my God. You have to do it. So this. (laughs) (laughs) And there's so many more. And I'm just like, oh, my God, no. Like, my friend sent it to me. I said, where did you find this? Why do you have this? Like, (laughs) Delete that footage. (laughs) Delete it now. But I, uh, like, after that, like, there's my Liberty Spikes. Oh, bless you. It's my Liberty Spikes. That picture just gave me allergies. (laughs) (laughs) And then here's here's the uh, pinkish red and black hair. Yeah. Guy liner on. Guy liner. Guy liner. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. It, it was uh, 
that part was a phase. Yeah. That lasted probably like a month, maybe, if that. Right. Um, not that anyone could see, but Daniel has uh, ran to the restroom, I'm assuming. Uh, he didn't give us a warning this time. So, uh, yeah. I do feel bad. I didn't. I, yeah. I didn't mean. While that. it's just you and me right now, I will be uh, honest. Watching, watching his face go from a smile to a what? Like a, you got to be kidding me kind I, of look. I wish he wasn't wearing sunglasses because seeing his eyes probably yes. would have made it ten um, times worse. For those of you listening, uh, you clearly can't see what he's wearing, but he is wearing a pair of uh, sunset styled shades, and it kind of just hid the song the the. The look. Yeah. The sorrow. The right. absolute. Just, hey, buddy. We were just but, saying how sorry we were. <laughs> yeah, we uh, we do feel very. I'm starting to think the name of this podcast should have been Deplorable because we are some pieces of shit. I think I think there is already a podcast called Deplorable. I know there's a, a shout out to Markiplier and his guys, uh, Distractable Podcast. Okay. Um, All right. I've been seeing... Um, a lot of new podcasts pop up because uh, usually I just I listen to a set amount of them and you know one of my favorites I haven't even been listening to but you know the guys from Workaholics always my favorite they have a podcast and they've been doing shows live for the last month or two um, and they do meet and greets and everything and um, you know, all in all it's a good time. Uh, just being part of the groups I am online and seeing, you know, people's pictures with them or videos from the show and everything. Like, they're pulling out stuff from before 2010, back when they were still on YouTube, and it's phenomenal. They started off on YouTube, and, um, you know, they came up with their little sketch comedy for, you know, these guys that work in cubicles and their roommates and all that, and they mess with each other. And, you know, ultimately that's what brought workaholics to be um, workaholics. But they did a um, side project called the wizards, which they eventually incorporated into. Um, Let me clarify. You said wizards, wizards, not yes. wizards, not wizards, not okay. lizards, wizards, okay. Lizzy wizzy. And, um, I just want to make sure it was, was a bunch of guys. It was a little everybody. side project for them, which ultimately they brought into Workaholics. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I missed that. What? What just? <laughs> I broke Zach. I'm sorry. What did I miss? <laughs> I said, I said, not wizards, not lizards, wizards, and then I kept explaining. But I missed what you said. Well, since you do the sound editing, I'm sure you'll find out. God damn it. <laughs> Vengeance comes slowly. All right, over he's time. broken. I gotta know. If we're gonna continue, I gotta know. All I said was, you know, not wizards. So. For some reason, there's a bunch of guys just standing there peeing everywhere. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> just three guys on stage taking a piss over the crowd. <laughs> this sounds like us. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I already got pissed on right, right after you walked in the door. Sitting in a public ri library just pissing on the floor. Oh, God, that's awesome. <laughs> Anyways, back to the, the, not the wizards, the wizards. 
Um, the guys they're from, not grand wizards though, just <laughs> normal wizards. The guys from mail order company, um, workaholics. They ultimately brought the wizards to be a project inside of uh, the show, mm-hmm. which is rapping wizards. Wapping, rapping. Okay, hip hop. I'm just picturing like Bugs Bunny going whopping. No, so they're, you know, they got the big white beards, the freaking tall caps, the freaking purple robe and cape, and they literally rap about being wizards. Rapping grand wizards. And they. So live action Potter Puppet Pals? Pretty much. That is pretty much. Amazing. So they. They brought it on Workaholics, which made the Wizards be a giant thing. And you could find their album on Spotify now, too. Um, but I just seen a picture from one of the recent shows where they all showed up as the Wizards and performed their songs live f- 15 years later. Like, that's awesome. That's, that's awesome. you know, that's commitment to your fan base. You know, the fans got what they wanted. Um, I mean, I, I, I honestly haven't listened to many podcasts and that's mostly because all my time's been taken up by watching like episodes of Critical Role, um, and uh, their actual play stuff. But I know Zach doesn't really listen to him either. He's usually doing math or studying to be a doctor, or uh, being Chong, thrown facts off, are wrong. <laughs> or being thrown off of like you know a turnbuckle or hold on, a hold car. On, hold on, say that one more time. Ching Chong, your facts are wrong. <laughs> Zach can, Zach's the only one who can actually say that and it not be completely and utterly offensive because, yeah. Oh, God damn it. You can't say it, man. I can say whatever I want, but I'm not. Yeah, but it makes you a bigger dick in a headset. It makes me racist. We're all a little bit racist. I mean. There's I, a song about that. You should Google it. It's Avenue Q. It's a uh, bro- it was a off Broadway like like Broadway style musical with giant like Jim Henson quality Muppets singing about different songs. Um, and Jim Henson's dead. We're prodigies oh of Brian Henson. <laughs> Brian Henson. No, um, no offense to Brian Henson, but Jim Henson was amazing. <laughs> but no, you, you should actually listen to some of the songs from Avenue Q. They're um, they're actually really funny, and one of them is Everybody's a Little Bit Racist, which okay. is appallingly offensive and epically amazing. There's, speaking of funny songs, there's a song called I Got Depression. Um, and the content of it is absolutely ridiculous. Um, he just, he starts rapping, and then... Um, about halfway through, he's like, hold on, hold on, I got this hook. And then he's like, I'm going to dip my balls in some Thousand Island dressing because I got depression. I'm just like, Jesus. <laughs> well, one of the songs on Avenue Q is um, The Internet is for Porn. Ah, okay. Like, because uh, it's, I mean, it's, it's like a Sesame the lie, though? <laughs> it's not wrong. It's not wrong. Um, That's... Facts, facts. I do have a question, Zach. Yeah. Are you intentionally late for everything? Uh, okay, so fun fact. Um, I, being of Pacific Island descent, run on a thing called... 
he just tried to run away. Um, no, I uh, my internal clock runs kind of like it's how do I explain? You this? trying to tell me you run on different time zones? No, I don't run. Fuck off! It's not no. Ching Tong, your facts are wrong. Uh, we gotta make that a noise for the soundboard. Oh my um, god! Just me rapidly <laughs> pressing that button. Ching 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 ching. Um, no, it's uh, I think it's kind of like, like aneurysm forming. Um, you keep saying that, and it's gonna be my personal goal to just try and destroy you mentally <laughs> every podcast episode. I don't know. I think um, I think we did too much to begin with. Today. I think so. Uh, my internal clock is kind of like some people's ears. Uh, it's selective. Um, so by that, I mean, yeah, I knew we were doing this today. I've got a whole lot of mm -hmm. stuff that I have to get to mm -hmm. today. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> but uh, mm -hmm. just to spite you, right? when you uh, mm -hmm. decided to text me and go, yeah. hey, you know, shut. What? When you decided to text me and go, just, you know, show up whenever you feel like it. Yeah, and you I'll, say fucking 1145? Yeah, absolutely. And you you should have. Yeah. I, you know, part of me was kind of thinking about it. Could have been happy birthday to you. I could show up an hour and 15 minutes late. Right. Commit to the bit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it's just, uh, it's not intentionally. It's more subconsciously. Okay. If that makes sense. Well, it's just like our first episode... It was like, I don't know, like 10.35, and it was like, hey, where you at? You're like, I lost track of time. Be there in five minutes. Yeah, I'm like, no, oh, okay. it's, uh, like, I'm terrible with it, man. I, I really am. Um, you know, back to, you know, full circle of wrestling. You know, I'll I'll be popping in. Class supposed to start at 6.30. I'll pop in at, like, 6.45, and it's like, yeah, I know. I'll, I'll do squats, so I end up having to pop out, like, 75 <laughs> squats because I'm late, and it's... Um, you know, my mom will text me, hey, you know, your younger brother's got a, uh, a team sport thing. Make sure you're here on time. Make sure you're here early. Be here at um, 5.30. So, like, 6.45 will pop around and be like, hey, sorry, traffic was non-existent. I just didn't want to get off the couch, you know. So, were you born late? I I was, I think I was born upside down. I made the joke when we were talking about you being late before you showed up. I said he probably was, he was probably born in, like, 42 weeks. That's why you have such a thick head of hair. Are you jealous? It's poor mother. I am. Fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, let's leave moms out of this, all right? Oh, Save I'd... that for the Mother's Day episode. Oh, Jesus Christ. No. <laughs> I don't know. You brought his mom up. Ooh. All right. All right. We're one in one. Hey, thank you for reminding me about that, oh, by yeah. the way. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, that's... Uh... Where the fuck are we going? I don't oh. know. I kind of lost track after, like, the first... Seven branch offs that we had. Um, well, I don't know. I'm talking about I, I like facts. talking about music, music in general. Zach's facts. Oh shit. Oh yeah, yeah. It is all right. That's so, what uh, he's been doing. He's been looking up his Zach facts. I have been. Uh, today's fact: Did you know that the unicorn is the national animal of Scotland? Yes. I mean, I knew it was a national am animal of something. Yeah, but. although it's a fabled creature, the national animal of Scotland is actually the mythical unicorn chosen because of its association with dominance and chivalry as well as purity and innocence in Celtic mythology. Yep. I already knew that. But they're not a myth. 
Unicorns are real. Yeah, can we talk about the fact that supposedly a unicorn, a one-horned horse, is a mythological creature? I got a one-horned mural. Legend. Little man, baby. And then a giraffe. Uh, quote-unquote horse with a neck as long as a small building. How long do you think it takes for them to eat something? Like, like actually have it travel all the way to their stomach. You know, that's actually a really good fact to come up with. Does gravity um, do most of the work and just push it down quicker? Or Honestly, I don't know. I really don't know. And, I mean, their mouths are like fucking cows. Like, it's dry as shit. So, it's not like they got spit to help it How go How do you down. know this? Because I've fed giraffes. Oh. Oh, that's a lot less. Inch- oh, boy. Back to the music, you were saying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. Okay. I got a brand new Hold. pair of roller skates. Jesus Christ, don't do that again. <laughs> no, um, there are a, um, there's been a lot of really good, you know, like movie biopics about artists. Like they did a great Elton John one. They did a fantastic Freddie Mercury one. Did you watch the Elvis one? I haven't watched that one yet, but it's made by Baz Luhrmann and I absolutely love, you I'll, know. I'll let you know right now. I'm not going to, there's no spoilers ahead, just so you're aware. Um. After watching all three of those, I could rank them, and it would probably go Elvis, Bohemian Rhapsody, Rocket Man. Nice. Uh, Taron did a great job as Elton John. Did phenomenal. He's a phenomenal artist. Um, Good actor, singer. His his singing in Sounds Sing like One and Two, to catch up on. phenomenal. Oh, absolutely. And he, his he performance a, in like The Kingsman. Yeah, yeah. He was absolutely. I mean, he started that when he was nineteen. And Fucking badass. He did a fantastic job with, uh, I, I don't Was know it? if you want to call it a series now, because there's three or four of them by now. Um, but then, like, okay, uh, what's his name? Rami Malek? Yeah. He did. I think uh, so. If I'm saying that wrong, I apologize. Yeah. Um, he did a fantastic job as Freddie Mercury. Oh, he was outstanding. Um, did you know there was a cameo in... Uh, Bohemian Rhapsody. No, I missed it. So there was a cameo done by the new frontman of Queen. Um, Adam Lambert? Correct. Really? So Such a potential loss. The guy has such a phenomenal voice, and I really wish he would create some original music. But anyway. So with um, with Bohemian Rhapsody, um, he it was very brief, but it was... I don't know, like 10, 15 minutes into the movie and he's at the truck stop and he's walking by and he sees this, you know, trucker going into the bathroom and like they give each other a look and then he follows in after him. That trucker was Adam Lambert. So he's fucked his predecessor? (laughs) I mean... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yes, yes. Uh, tip to tip. Um, there was a, there's another movie. Um, it's a very um, there's a couple that are very loose biopic movies. They're not like you know completely autobiographical. They you know they exaggerate a lot in them, but they tell the essence of the story. Right. Um, there's the Rose, which is the story of Janis Joplin, basically. Right. And right. that was fucking amazing. 
Um, and then there's um, Velvet Underground, mm-hmm. which is basically David Bowie and Iggy Pop. Okay. With Ewan McGregor in it. So, I But mean, I really think that there needs to be a David Bowie one. And if right. they do a David Bowie one, there's only one person on the planet who can actually play him. Who's that? He's got an accent. He has similar facial structures. He's an actor, model, and singer. Um, and I'm talking about Jamie Cam- uh, Campbell Bauer. Now, you might know him from, like, Twilight, Harry Potter. Uh, he sang in Sweeney Todd. He was in Stranger Things. And he is Vecna in Stranger right, Things. Right, right. And if you look up, like, um, his song Paralyzed, mm-hmm. it's him playing live on the piano, singing. Um, he's absolutely fantastic. You hear that um, Bowie influence, and he is a Bowie fan. And if you listen to all of his other music, because he's got a variety of music and has been doing music for years, he would be hands down the best choice. And I think that would be a fantastic movie to see. Right. Right. Um, he also loves roller coasters. I once uh, at a uh, manager meeting for Hot Topic, they used to fly us to Los Angeles every year. And one of the years was your music icons. And I thought about it and I'm like, I want to go with John Lennon. And I'm like, no, no, it's too easy. Um, Because John Lennon was absolutely a huge musical piece for me. But Bowie, I'm totally doing Bowie. Now, when I do something, I'm going to fucking commit to it. Mm -hmm. So I got rid of my eyebrows because if I'm going to do Aladdin Zane, I can't have, if I'm going to do Aladdin Zane, I can't do the eyebrows. So I shaved them off, dyed my hair orange. Wait, while we're on the topic of eyebrows, picture Zach without eyebrows. Oh, you don't have to. I'm sure there's a photo somewhere <laughs> still out there. Here's the best part. You want to talk about embarrassing. I got one for you. Um, oh, real quick. When I went there dressed as David Bowie, um, I got to stand in line and sit in Elvira's lap so I can get, like, a little picture with Elvira dressed as David Bowie. For hey, there you go. That's awesome. That's um, awesome. There is a, uh, here's, here's an embarrassing one. When I was younger, I can't remember how much younger Honestly, I should have brought my sister on as a guest speaker because she's got all the embarrassing stories of me when I was younger. Um, was uh, was shaving, I think. So this was probably like high school esque era, and uh, <laughs> I was uh, I was shaving and had the great idea um, to try and get the uh, the very light hairs that were, I think, just dirty and dark and more showing around my eyes was trying to get those well um I, I can't remember if it was a sneeze or if it was a cold chill or something but um as I'm doing that my hand jerks and I take off about <laughs> half of my eyebrow right so instead of dealing with half of an eyebrow missing right genius here goes Okay, if I take off half of the other eyebrow and make it even, maybe it won't be as bad. So, shit. And then I look in the mirror and I go, oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm almost positive. I, I'll have to see if I can get somebody to send me that picture. But it was, uh, it, it was pretty bad. Um, shaved half of both of my eyebrows off and then called my sister over and she's like, oh, my God, what'd you do? <laughs> and so, like, now I'm panicking. My back's against the wall and I'm just like, spitballing i'm like uh i uh i don't know they just kind of fell out and she just starts <laughs> guffawing at me she's like your eyebrows just don't fall out you fucking idiot and she's like, uh there was there was a time where um we worked with somebody and uh she always 
Sorry, my back. It's kind of putting him under the bus because we all know who it is. They always wore fake eyelashes. And one day I asked, they, they were just big, freaking fluffy, long ass eyelashes daily. <clears throat> and one day I was working with this person and she, uh, she was like messing with her eyelashes. And I'm like, I got a question. She's like, yeah. I was like, what would happen if you know you just yanked on it a little bit? She's like, nothing. I'm like, oh, okay. So, like, if I just went up to you and yanked your eyelashes, nothing would happen, right? She's like, no, watch. Pulls it. Hundreds of eyelashes just start falling to the ground. I bust out laughing. I'm like, what? I thought, she's like, you made me do this. This is your fault. (laughs) I'm like, no. No, it's not my fault. I was asking you a question. You go ahead and tried to set an example, and it didn't work out in your favor. So Fake eyelashes. Throwback to my first non-factual fact of the first podcast episode. The Cumbrellas. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, nothing, false. False. It nothing, was very false. Nothing was protecting those Have you guys ever actually that. worn, have you, any of you have actually ever worn them? I have not. No. Why would I do that? Mm-hmm. Have you? Yeah. Okay, we'll save that for another time. Yeah, I'm leaving. Yep, okay. And out goes Zach, okay. Theater kid, man. When it comes time... <laughs> Dude, when it comes time to, you know, freaking play a role, do anything, you dress up for Halloween, you, don't. you go the fuck out. I'm not going to half-ass hey, anything. Hey, man, no, 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 2023, you got to do what you got to do, but just remember, once a cocksucker, always a cocksucker. <laughs> <laughs> no, never sucked a cock, don't want to. This well, has been, this is actually working out really good. Um, I'm proud of us today. We've been bouncing back and forth really well, having a good time, laughing, Um we're not at a loss for words, and this is just, this is a great experience. As long as Zach can, you know, stop laughing and breathe. I know. I, I thought he was going to fall over. <sighs> Ooh, what the fuck? Sorry. I'm just breathing. Yeah. It's, uh, I mean, breathing is a necessity. And uh, I was looking at the time, and I was very confused because I uh, looked behind you guys at this TV. And what time is it? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. But they are broadcasting, or they're they're showcasing other podcasts, which, you know, I would be remiss <laughs> if uh, I didn't also mention, um, again, coming full circle back to wrestling, uh, my coach, Dean Hameen. Uh, he is the, uh, he's the current head trainer at Upstate Wrestling Entertainment. He also does podcasts. Um, he's got a... I guess he's got a few different ones. He's got uh, Monday Locker Room, Light the Fuse Dynamite Review, mm-hmm. uh, Friday Locker Room. Um, you can find all of these under Bean Hameen on YouTube. Um, and uh, that's for anybody that's you know listening to us right now who, upon hearing that one of us is a pro wrestler and wants to know more about pro wrestling or hear somebody more educated in the business of pro wrestling talk. Um, I'd again, like you to... Uh Reach out to him and see if he'd be interested in being interviewed at our podcast. Yeah, of course. Not any any time. It doesn't matter if it's, you know, a month from now, a week from now, a year from now. Oh, I'll I'll let you know. He might might try to prompt you a $5 face slap. Um, I'm not going to try and take any money out of his pocket because that's like 200 push-ups, 500 squats. Wait, so so he would... 
I would have to I, pay him I would or have he would to, have to pay me? I don't want to spoil the fun. So if he does agree to come in one time, nope. I will let him explain that to you. That's uh, Well, I need to know if I need to be prepared to be smacked in the face. I think you just need to be prepared if Do he does. Do we just pay him $5 and he slaps you in the face? Again, I don't want to spoil the Can fun. Can we pay him $20 and have him do it both hands at the same time? You know, I mean. What happens if we both put in 400 Then what <laughs> happened to him on Saturday <laughs> might happen again. No, coach Coach had nothing to do with what happened to me no, on no, Saturday. No, no, no. No, no, I, I, I know, but he might beat that ever-living fuck out of you is what I was trying to say. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean, I guess if you really need to prepare, you need to prepare to be uh, interviewing one of Allah's favorite sons. Okay. So if uh, if he does want to come in, um, Allah, as in the God, yes. Okay. Yeah. Bin Hamin. He's, okay. Yeah. Okay. If you need a picture of my coach, do you? No, need no. I, you I, sure? I, I can show you what he looks like. No, I believe it's good. Um, <laughs> but uh, he's uh, he's uh, he's he's a good guy. Um, awesome. So I think. Uh, Again, you know, to put his podcast out there, just in case anybody listening, hearing that I'm part of professional wrestling, wants to get a more in-depth, uh, smarter uh, voice in their head about <clears throat> what pro wrestling is really about, then uh, that's definitely, that's, that's, what, that's the guy you want to go to. Dan just showed me the picture of... Uh, him with the red hair and the no eyebrows and yeah <laughs> nightmares Night- <laughs> safe room no sun bad no no safe room ooh is that apple juice no, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit that was the three o'clock three o'clock. Yeah, the uh, one next to it was the one from about 12. Oh, yeah, 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 Okay. I was getting confused. I was like, what the fuck is 3 o'clock have to do with anything? Well, after you fill one, you might have to move on to another at your next one unless you have a place you can dump it. Yeah, it's, uh, anyways. <laughs> uh, I mean, you got to go, you got to go, but, I mean, I don't think anyone's really afraid of the sun. dun 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 you know, I was just talking about that song with Dan, and I said I was gonna, <laughs> I was gonna open up with that yeah, eventually. What song? The, the thong song. The thong song. The silver-haired god, man. No. Cisco. No. Oh yeah. Which, hilariously enough, have either of you either played or watched Twisted Metal? Of course. Yeah, I played. Twisted. Have Did you, you know- seen the show? Did you know that you could... They uh, reference that song in the show. He's beating the <laughs> shit out of him. And he's like, let's play some killing music. And he starts playing the thong song. <laughs> and I lost it. I actually jumped up off my couch and went, let's go. <laughs> yes. Um, no, big shout out to Cisco. Shout out to Twisted Metal. Absolutely. Um, did you know that the PS2 version of Twisted Metal 3, I think it was, you could put in a CD player? And it would play music. There, are, there were a few games and movies back in like that's, that time that they did that. That's how I was introduced to Rob Zombie, because when you and when you put in, uh, it might have been Twisted Metal Four. Um, when you put that in a CD player, it automatically started playing uh, Dragula by Rob Zombie. 
And I just, if you don't know what Dragula is, you've been living under a rock. I just I remember my neighbor. We were riding the bus one day, and he's like, "Let me see your CD player." So I I open it up and. He puts in this PS2 game. I'm like, that's not going to work. He's like, yes, it will. Watch. Watch. And sure as shit, it started playing. I'm like, what the hell? Like, I had never seen something like that before. And no, that was cool. Um, Being introduced to Rob Zombie. And I introduced myself to a lot of music because, like, my sister would leave her CD case, like, the big bulky case you would keep in the car with all the slots for the discs. I would go through that, and I'm like, Oh, what's this one? I'm like, oh, Eminem, what's that? And I'd listen to Eminem, and then I'd be like, oh, DMX, what's this? And oh, all of a sudden, it's up in here. I'm like, oh, shit, this is, you know, this is awesome. Rob but, Zombie is a really cool guy, though. Him and his wife both. But then, like, I... Uh, I, I made him on WWE SmackDown vs. Raw 2008 once. <laughs> I, uh, I found a CD walking one day. I was on the side of the road, and I found this CD. I had to have been, like, 11... 12 years old and um the first song on it was helena by my chemical romance and that's how i was introduced to my chemical romance and i automatically like fell in love and everything from then on out i had to have you know posters uh t-shirts new cds um you know live cds and stuff like that and it was that's what introduced me to them and i've been a diehard yeah, fan I of theirs. First, for I years. first ran it, uh, ran it to them at a warp tour, and they fucking. I went to go see Flogging Molly, and uh, they really sold it for me, though, when I saw My Chemical Romance. And then when uh, another manager's meeting, we went to Los Angeles, and Hot Topic was sponsoring. Uh, they were one of the sponsors for this award show for sci fi, fantasy, horror, right. all the shit that the Academy ignores. Because. Um, they want to watch another movie I can sleep through. Um, <laughs> and it was the same year that the Grindhouse movies came out and everything else. And they sent us to this theater. As long as you dressed up, you got to be a seat filler. I remember you you saying something about this to me before. Didn't you, like, meet Gerard Way? No, I did not meet Gerard Way. Um, I went there. Uh, well, we went to the Scream Awards. I'm trying to remember where the fuck we were going, um, where I came into that for. But uh, we went to... Uh, the Scream Awards, and My Chemical Romance debuted Black Parade there. Oh, shit. And okay. I hadn't heard it. None of us had really heard it. Um, I'm sitting with the female cast of Battlestar Galactica behind me, <laughs> and, uh, like, Katie Sackoff is right behind me, and I'm like, that holy shit. That got his sack off. <laughs> oh, dude. Oh, they're, they're cool. Anyway. Um, nice. Jesus nice. Christ. Um, but, of course, Pinhead... They uh, come up on the monitor, introduces um, My Chemical Romance, and all of a sudden you had these people just coming down the aisles and smoke billowing out. And it was a really neat uh, experience to actually be at. But no, as far as meeting people, at one point I did sneak off to go to the bathroom. And guys have a rule normally when they go to a bathroom. Don't if talk you, at the urinal? Well, no, you don't talk at the urinal. But also, if you go in there and there's a it's line true. of urinals, hey. you normally go at the very end. Just look over. one end hey. or the other. Nice cock. So I went to the other side, and some guy obviously comes like comes in behind me like a couple of seconds later and goes to the urinal right next to me. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay. And then he's like, you liking the show? How are you liking the show so far? And I'm kind of jealous, but... I. <coughs> Jesus Christ. So I look over my shoulder because I have to see who the person is that just broke two rules right. in, in the bathroom. 
and it was Quentin Tarantino. Okay, she yeah, so he transcends that rule though. Yeah. I know. And Tarantino that, could do whatever the fuck he this wants. This is the man who cast himself in his movie to get to suck on Salma Hayek's feet. So he, like, he, <laughs> might, he might have been inebriated at the time. He might have been inebriated at the time, but I, I guarantee you I was. Um, I, I think you know, I did the show. And uh, it was just, yeah. So um, that was interesting. That's awesome. Um, but no, it was a fantastic thing to watch, though, because you'd be surprised how much stuff doesn't actually make the air. Right. Because, um, like, we're there, and um, they have, like, the Grindhouse Girls are there, which is, like, Rosario Dawson um, and, you know, Rose McGowan and everyone. Mm-hmm. And when R- Rosario Dawson goes up there, and phenomenal actress, um, comic pedigree from her dad, love her performances, and she's actually a really cool person. But on the stage... It was great because, you know, they write the they write what they want them to say. Mm-hmm. And so the teleprompter's going, and she's starting to talk, and then she just stops and just keeps scrolling her hand around in a circle. Goes, keep going. I'm not going to say any of that shit. All right. We'll start there. <laughs> and I was like, that's badass. Mm-hmm. And then later on, um, Ozzy, uh, after Ozzy does something, Manson comes out, and Manson's playing music. Um, but before Manson plays, he goes, wait a minute. Weren't there more of it? And he's looking around, and he's counting. Um, like the Grindhouse Girls, because Rose McGowan wasn't there, and so he's like calling out, looking for Rose, and it was a very uh, interesting thing watching the actual recorded performance versus what actually happened. I've met, I've met a few celebrities. Um, I've met a bunch. Like being, no, being a kid. Uh, in the early 2000s, growing up on, you know, the Amanda show and Drake and Josh. Um, Drake Bell went on tour and uh, played for free at the State Fair. And I remember going out back behind Chevy Court and, you know, there was probably a thousand of us there just waiting. And he ended up coming out, signing everyone an autograph, taking pictures with everyone. And it was, you know, it was a like 10 second encounter, but it was still cool. Um, the next time I met someone was, wasn't a musician, but he was an actor. Um, you might know him from either, you know, Zombieland or, uh, Vivarium or even, uh, what's it called? The social network. Uh, I'm talking about Jesse Eisenberg. Um, he was shooting a independent film out in Auburn when I was living there. And a friend of mine came home completely drunk at like 3 a.m. one night. He's like, get in the car. We're going. I'm like, Where are we going? And he's like, we're going to find Jesse Eisenberg. I'm like, Jesse, what the fuck are you talking about? And he's like, Jesse Eisenberg from Zombieland is in town shooting a movie. I'm like, okay. Okay. But where the fuck are we going? Right. So <laughs> I, I did some investigating and I'm like, I know what hotel he's staying at. So a a different buddy of mine, we got together. It was Memorial Day, and uh, we went to go to a store to buy chalk to write all of the Zombieland rules all over the parking lot of this hotel. Nowhere near us sold chalk. So we're like, let's just go wait for him, see if we can get a picture. We waited at this hotel's lobby for five minutes, and in through the front door, he walked. And I was like, hey, 
Uh, my name's Kyle. Huge fan. Uh, would you mind, you know, taking a photo with us? He said, he was, absolutely. That's, no, I'm, I would be happy to. Come to find out, another friend of mine who runs a radio station out there, uh, big shout out to Jeff. He, my name is Jeff, <laughs> was working on this project with Jesse. And uh, we, you know, we were able to take a picture with him and everything. And um, later on, we're back at our friend's house and Jeff's there. And we explained to him, you know, we just, we just met Jesse Eisenberg. We took a picture with him. He's like, yeah, I'm working with him. I'm like, oh, really? He's like, yeah, we're, I'm doing audio for this. I'm like, oh, that's awesome. He gets a call a couple minutes later. It's Jesse. He invites Jesse over to the house to, you know, come to our big family barbecue. Jesse, you know, politely declined, but it was still the fact that he was near us at least and, you know, nice enough to take a picture with, you know, two 14-year-old kids that were fans. And um, it was a great time. Uh then about a year later, I went to Warp Tour, uh, 2010, I think, 2010 or 2011 Warp Tour I went to, and uh, it was so freaking hot that day, and I'm just, I'm, I'm walking around, and I'm like, oh, they got a tent, they got a fan, I'm like, I'm going to peek my head in just to, you know, cool off a little bit, and I come face-to-face with uh, the band Motion City Soundtrack. And I was so excited. I was at a loss for words. I'm like, I'm just so hot. And they're like, no, you're good. And I just sat there for a second. I was like, all right, thank you. And then I walked away. And then it clicked to me. I was just so hot at the time. I didn't realize who it was. And then walking away, I was like, he looks familiar. He looks familiar. He looks familiar. Holy shit. Like, and I had no idea. Um, but no, it was it was a good time. Um, Dan, I saw you so- writing something down over there. Oh, I was just writing down because um, I was gonna try to. I was gonna ask you guys if there was. Um, is there anybody on the internet right now, like just like internet musician, that you know? Because they're they're not the big label out, you know, artists. People who are putting music out online that um, maybe they have started doing records and whatnot. Um, that really, I think, kind of goes under the radar, or someone that you really like. Go ahead. So I don't, it's hard because the artists I do listen to were strictly underground to begin with. Nice. Um, so like, and I'm not just talking like, I, there's a lot of rock that I do listen to that is technically underground, but when it comes to underground music, I more or less lean toward hip hop and stuff. Um, so like Tech 9 has never been part of a big label until he started his own. With Travis O'Gwin, and now he's a multi-platinum record-selling musician with his own record company, um, and he has signed so many other good artists, uh, just like Zach and I were talking about the other day, Snow the Product, phenomenal female rapper. Um, and, you know, we got Seskru, Stevie Stone, uh, Recognize, Twisted Insane. They're all signed to their label but they're not mainstream. Right. Um, so like, we're not that cookie cutter mold. Right. So, uh, tech nine teamed up with his partner, Travis O'Gwen and started strange music. Okay. And that's their label. Um, so they do everything through that. And I mean, tech nine gets features like, uh, 
one of his best friends, Chris Calico, and who started off on Strange Music and then moved to his own record label. Um, I can't think of the name. I think it's called Earhouse. Um, but then, like, he gets features like uh, Ritz, who was signed to Strange Music at one point. Now he's back to being independent. Uh, Yellow Wolf, who started off independent, got signed to Shady Records with Eminem. Um, and it's like, so Eminem found Yellow Wolf. Yellow Wolf found Ritz. Ritz made his way to Tech Nine. And it's, these are all people that, you know, I met Ritz before he was signed. I met Yellow Wolf right after he was signed. Um, and th- these guys are just so phenomenal. And the stories they tell, you know, like, um, I don't know, like Yellow Wolf grew up in like the trailer park and, you know, mom and dad doing crystal meth and shit like that. And then Ritz was, you know, product of uh, his generation in Georgia. And he grew up, you know, doing blow and smoking crystal. And, you know, you got Tech Nine who has just been there and growing up um, being the minority and telling his story in his own way, not copying a different style of music. He doesn't copy anyone because, you know, his his flow and his music is, like, the way he puts words together, it's like he will use the same first letter of every word for a full verse, and it will sound perfect. Like, it's... um these people are just very talented and I'm happy to be a product of a generation I am in knowing that I've been able to witness this as a part of their history because there wasn't music like this before. Like there's been house and techno forever, but then like dubstep came in and then, you know, there's been hip hop since the eighties, but it's just evolving. It, It keeps evolving. And I think it's phenomenal to see where it's going. Um, and I mean, it, it continues to evolve. And when I say like hip hop and rap, I'm not talking about like the mainstream, like trap rap artists, the mumble rap that you hear. Yeah. And just, I, I, I don't, I can't get with that. Like, yes, they have their own story. I don't hear the story though. Right. With the artists I just listed, I can hear their stories. Cause you know, I, I can relate to them in a certain way, but these other guys are just gang banging thugs that, you know, pop bottles, get money. That's well, some of them are, some are also, right. right. Uh, that's the image they put out there. Right. Right. He ain't a gangster. His real name's Clarence. Right. <laughs> Jesus Christ. The, uh, Oh, where was I going to before you said son of a bitch. Sorry. Um, paint, painting the picture of that's what they are is what you said. Right. Um, that's right. Two chains. The rapper Two Chains. He had a 4.0 GPA in college. One of the smartest musicians there are. And he dropped out to sell crack to become a rapper. Yeah. America. <laughs> yeah. Talk about priorities. <laughs> what the actual fuck? Right. It's right. It's crazy. And this guy, like, now he has a, his own show on Vice, like, the world's most expensive. Like, he'll buy the most expensive bottle of liquor. He'll buy the most expensive, you When know. you say some of these names, it's, like, complete and utter Greek to me. Oh, I know. I, I know. Yeah. That's all right. I mean, I listen to a little bit of everything. Right, right. Um, and but. 
like that's where most of the hip hop is kind of lost on me. Um, I don't find it accessible. Some of it I I can access and I really do like, um, but a lot of it for me um, at times has just been too inaccessible. I can't find the way to approach it to appreciate it. Right. Yeah, when it comes to, uh, you know, I guess, quote-unquote, underground music that I've listened to, um, mostly, for me, is actually the other side of that coin. It's not rap and hip-hop. It's actually rock, metal, Mm -hmm. that kind of stuff. Um, I remember back in the day, it was, uh, you know, you're going to find a lot of times a lot of my stories come back in some way, shape, or form to wrestling. Um, was looking for a song to use for a character. Um, because back in the day, you used to get you used to be able to uh, rip music onto a video game system, and then for WWE games, you could use the song that you ripped onto your system for your entrance music. Real quick before you start, I did make one. It was a four team tag team. They I made them all look really really small and fat, and made them Oompa Loompas. Their That's manager awesome. was Willy Wonka, and the entry song was Manson's cover. Of the uh, song that Gene Wilder sang in uh, "We Walk in the Chocolate Factory." Honestly, that in this day and age, which, that could probably still get over, man. I'm not gonna lie. Which you get song? four midgets and a tall, skinny was, white dude. That was an intense video game. Which let me tell which you. song are you talking though? Uh, it was the intro. It was. It's actually not the full song. It was just the intro um, of when they're going through the tunnel. That's what I. Okay, yeah. I wasn't. Yeah, because when I went to see them in uh, Houston, in like I don't know when it was early '90s. Um, I heard that intro and I was just jaw dropped. But I'm sorry. No, you're you're good. That was actually that was a really good uh, a cut in. I enjoyed that very much. Um, the song in question actually happened to be called uh, "Wake Me Up" by a band called Crown the Empire. Okay. And uh, I found their first EP because of that song, um, and began listening to them. And sure enough. Even from their first EP, um, moving on, uh, I believe the first EP was called Limitless. Um, And in that EP, they had a song called Johnny Ringo. And it's a song about a guy who practically sold his soul to the devil. Okay. Um. And, you know, you hear it, and it, it's, to me, I love how they do their music. And then they drop their next album, which is The Fallout. And as you're listening through that, once you get to the end of the album, there is a song called Johnny's Revenge. So now they are continuing the story of Johnny Ringo in their second album, which to me is big, because that's like you're telling a story over albums. Um, the album after that was, uh, I believe it was called Rise of the Runaways. Okay. And, uh, that was the ending of the trilogy of Johnny Ringo with a song called Johnny's Rebellion. So Johnny Ringo was, this is Johnny, he sold his soul, but now you find out the devil played him. Okay. So now the devil has his soul, now he's in hell. Johnny's Revenge uh, opens up with um, like a very maniacal clown laugh. And it's uh, it's a guy going, ah, look what we have here, boys. Everybody say hello to Johnny. Oh, shit. And he's, he's, he's in hell, you know. And it's, it's his song about wanting revenge on the devil. 
but the devil gets one over on him again, right? So the third one is Johnny's Rebellion. Johnny wakes up, or he doesn't wake up, he's in a dream, and, um, you know, he's like, I feel myself whole again. I'm levitating, and, you know, I'm going up to heaven, and then all of a sudden it's, he wakes up to, oh, Johnny! Oh, shit. And this is the story of Johnny finally being like, all right, I'm done with this. Here's all these people in hell that the devil is just abusing like me. We're going to get together. We're going to kill him. We're going to kill the devil. And they get together and they have a war against the devil's army. Right. And they win. But here's the thing. They win. And then there's a point where it's very soft and it's just Johnny. Right. Going like, I did it. I finally killed the devil. But why should you sinners be saved? Because you wouldn't be here without me. I'm your leader. I'm your savior. I'm your king. And I don't think I'm ready to leave. That's awesome. So it's a tale of Johnny trying to get back at the devil, but in turn becomes the devil. That's and to great. me, starting underground with that story and then finally becoming mainstream, making that story, like having people be like, yo, we got to listen to the start of this, go all the way back to the right. Room. Like you left the breadcrumbs for them to follow down that rabbit hole and be like, mm-hmm. this is where we started. That to me, that's big. Storytelling for <clears> me <throat> has always been a huge big thing in my life. And to be able to do that through three albums with a song about one guy right. is incredible that is that does sound very interesting speaking of the devil and speaking of hell this october where the fuck are we going presents the podcast from hell we're gonna strictly explore everything halloween everything spooky everything scary everything horror so there will be days that we talk about our favorite scary movies there will be times that we just talk about you know paranormal things that we've seen on the internet there will be times that we talk about paranormal experiences that we've experienced ourselves make sure you tune in every week this october absolutely Dan, oh, guess, did you have anything else? Well, I guess mine, um, like artists currently on, um, either having been online and have gained some popularity um, or still just kind of exist in that online space, maybe doing uh, small tours or selling their music on on websites um, that, you know, actually uh, sell music um, like Spotify or something like that. Um, in London, uh, big music scene. Um, there's artists like Chinchilla. Um, she's phenomenal vocalist um, and has a very uh, clear image of who she wants to present herself to be, which I think is really nice. Um, she actually did a, uh, a piece with uh, an artist named Ren, which I'm sure a lot of people have possibly heard of him now because they've had a ridiculous amount of uh, reaction videos from you know people and his songs used on TikTok news, taking a sound bit of it and making it, you know, pro whatever. Um, but he has a song called High Ren. Um, and that you show, is you, the, you, you had me look at that. That is so raw, mm-hmm. so personal. It is recorded live in that room. And I've actually seen another video of him playing it live in front of an audience. And it was spot on. The guy sings with a phenomenal voice, plays instruments, raps he has um suffered from autoimmune disease he um sometimes doesn't leave his house 
Um, he's racked with pain a lot. Um, yeah, he likes his boys and he likes, you know, he's from Brighton. Um, but, you know, he goes through a lot. But there's other artists um, that, you know, are out there. Like, uh, there's this one female artist who, um, she's the lead singer of a band called Red Handed Denial. Um, she's been doing covers of things for, for years. Um, and that artist is Lauren Babick. And if you haven't checked out her stuff, listen to her stuff, listen to her covers. Um, she does a cover of King for a day. Check it out. She is fucking beastly. Um, and if not anything else, if you want some punk grass, check out Austin Lucas. That boy has a voice that. It's old school and filled with more soul than most yeah. people I've met. I did, I did like High Run because you told me for days to keep checking it out. And I'm like, all right, all right, I will, I will. And I, I listened and watched, and that was phenomenal. Right. I mean, there's, I, I think to me too, like being able to listen to something and being able to be brought back to like some really good memories is, is important with music. Like there's a, there's a new female artist out. I think her, I apologize if I butcher her last name. Uh, Amira Alfiki. Okay. Um, she has a song called Tonight, and it just brings me back to like the uh, 115 days of Call of Duty Zombies. Like the vibe to is like a female Deftones kind of feel. Uh, that's big for me. There's, um, I'm actually really good friends, um, which uh, if he's listening to this, uh, I'm sure he'll know exactly that I'm talking about him. Uh, he is the drummer for a band called Symmetrical Defiance, um, for my metal, my metal people. Um, give them a listen, give them a follow. Uh, he's a great guy, honestly. I think uh, if you want to pull somebody onto the podcast to kind of talk about a topic, if you want to talk about music, he's definitely a guy to pull on. Okay. Um, I, for, I totally forgot while we're still on music and how I was talking about people that we've met. I've told you guys this story before. There was a time that me and my buddy, we went out to the bar, and my friend that runs the radio station, we ran into him and we were talking and he's like, oh, I'd like to introduce you to a good friend of mine. His name's Sal. So we're sitting there, we're talking two hours. This guy's asking us, you know, because we told him we're in a band and everything. And um, he's like, oh, what are you guys? And, you know, we told him, you know, we're like indie alternative. Just, you know, we do a bunch of stuff. And he's like, oh, that's cool. And he sat there for two hours drinking and talking with us about this music. And we all go our separate ways. And I go home a little bit later and... I'm looking on Facebook and there's a picture of, you know, my friend from the radio station and then this guy, Sal. And uh, the caption said, hashtag stained, hashtag my favorite drummer. And I was like, wait a fucking minute. So I look it up and it's this guy, Sal. He's from, you know, the next town over from me. He lives less than 10 minutes from me, is actually the drummer of stained. That's awesome. And I grew up listening to Stained. And actually, Stained's album comes out this week, their new album, which is so far phenomenal. It is. Can't wait to hear the rest. Talk about a throwback. Right, that right. That pulls you back to some also, also, Aaron Lewis is performing at the mm -hmm. end of the year uh, at the casino, which they actually, as a full band, just played a few months back. Um, or No, it was last year. I'm sorry. Uh, but still, like, it was such an amazing experience. I called my buddy up and my do you realize who the guy is that we were talking to? And he's like, no, why? And I told him, and he's like, no. I'm like, yeah. Just hearing yeah. you say that um, reminds me, 
Oh my God, Zach's talking about wrestling again. <laughs> um, reminds me when uh, my mentor, um, you know, the, the real big piece in my life, uh, the SOG Ronnie Ribs brought me to uh, Fenway Park. And uh, there's this older gentleman walking around and everybody's standing up and shaking his hand and being really gracious with him and introduces himself to me and I shake his hand. I'm like, hi, I'm Zach. I'm here with Ronnie. He goes, hi, it's nice to meet you. I'm John Cena. And I'm like, oh, okay, Sure. Um, like I'm, I'm just like, okay, yeah, it's, it's a pleasure to meet you thinking that this is just an inner locker room joke that I'm getting, yeah. uh, I'm getting punked. I'm getting ribbed, uh, come to find out after he leaves, I pull up my phone and I just shook hands with John Cena's father. <laughs> I was like, Oh no. <laughs> All right. I know I wanted to go to a, a, a was it mighty, mighty boss tone show and I couldn't get tickets. My friend, uh, she was going to take me and ducky couldn't find tickets anywhere. We went to the back alley, and she's like, hold on a second. She walks around a tour bus, goes into the building, comes back out, and says, we're on the guest list. And I'm like, okay, who the hell did she talk to? And all of a sudden, Dickie Barrett walks out from behind her, and he, like, shakes my hand. He goes, oh, you must be Daniel. Um, when you come in, just, you know, tell him you're with me. And sure enough, we're at the freaking, we're waiting in the line. Is anybody on the guest list? And a couple people are saying stuff with the bouncer, and they're like, all right, who are you with? And we're like, Dickie Barrett. <laughs> What's the name? <laughs> Daniel and Ducky's like, yep, you're in. Everyone just stared at us, and I was and like, at that moment, yeah. Daniel knew he should have brought a second pair of pants. <laughs> all right, guys, it was a great show today. We're gonna wrap it up. Thank you all for tuning in. As usual, it is Kyle, the pile of smiles. This is Dan, the man with the plan, and this is King of the Patch, eater of the snatch, your boy Zatch. All right, make sure you guys tune in next week for Senior Skit Day. We're going to be doing a whole bunch of skits. It's going to be fully improv. We're going to come up, all three of us are going to come up with ideas. Senior Skit Day, so I ain't got to show up. Skit. Oh, dear God. S-K-I-T, Skit. So show up late. That's my skit. Show up at 1020. That way he'll be here at 1030. Anyways. 1245, got it. Thank you all for tuning in. We appreciate it. Much love, and uh, thank you. Lulu, 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 lulu.